Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some year. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me, as he always is, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's good to be here. We have already started our game in NCAA Football 14 Dynasty Mode. Again, if you're just joining us for the first time or if you're back and maybe you forgot, we're in year three with the Florida Atlantic Owls. Uh, technically, calendar-wise, we're in the year 2015, and we're 8-2. and two. After um, five weeks of dual games for us here on the Joe Mays and J-Raff show, we are playing North Texas, ranked 14th overall, and we started already because we're trying to make sure that we can get this all done in our normal hour time slot, so let me pull up this so you can see Justin is on uh, defense at the moment, but we... uh, we need to rebound after a couple of losses over the last two weeks. Uh, we Justin, we had that big win two weeks ago against Georgia and then laid an egg in the next game. And then we started last week and lost again. <laughs> so uh, we had been ranked as high as four in the nation. And now we're at 20. So this is a big game against North Texas. We need to win this game for a, a hope at conference championship. Right. And we're going to be talking a variety of topics like we have been over the last few weeks while we play this game. Um, I, Justin, I think maybe first up, why don't we put a, a pin in the uh, 2022 NCAA Men's Tournament uh, since our last show. We've had a champion crown, and we know who won our bracket challenge. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, we had the the national championship game was on Monday night. Um, I believe tip-off was at like 920-something. Yeah, so I saw all um, of zero seconds and, and of it. And it's like that every year. Like, I'm just, 
amazes just, me that they continue to do that. Right. I just don't understand. And I, like, yeah, that's that's really late. Um, but whatever. Um, it You know, it works for them. I never saw, but I'm sure it was just a massive number for Saturday night's Duke-UNC game. Um, yeah, I haven't seen numbers. But I, I would imagine, well, I don't know. Kansas UNC is probably going to draw a good number anyway for the yeah. national championship. Those are blue too. bloods there. So it was good. Um, UNC was up 15 at halftime, and then Kansas, much like their Elite Eight game against Miami, where they did not look good in the first half and then came out and just lit it up in the second half, um, and Kansas ran away with it. Uh, I, I know they won by four, but like they. Uh, they looked yeah, good they, in they the They had half. a really dominant stretch in the second half. Like the first four or five minutes of the second half, they just absolutely dominated um, and and won it. And yours truly uh, picked <laughs> Kansas to win. So And you ended um, up finishing number yeah, one in I our bracket challenge. I finished number one in the bracket challenge. You know, like, like anything else, uh, you know, sponsors of it aside, um, there was another winner. In terms of someone else picked Kansas. Yeah, so this isn't the first year that one of our brackets has won it. We've come up on top a couple times, each of us. The control pick, the chalk pick bracket that I always put out has won in the past. But we always, those are discounted. Like if the hosts win, the, the control brackets win, those those don't count. We want, we want a true winner. We want someone who joined the bracket challenge to come out on top. Also... Um, I don't need to pick a topic for the show. We kind of have that covered. Right, right. we um, pretty much do that every and week. And I have uh, show shirts, so... Yeah, you don't need any of that stuff. Yeah. So our, our winner was uh, Andy Hoffert. He also picked Kansas to win. He finished in second overall, but the uh, number one on top right behind Justin. So I already gave him his shirt. I posted that on the page. Uh, he, he stopped by the sandwich shop last week, gave him the shirt. Uh, we're in discussions about it if he wants to come on the show. Um, I mean, at, at the least, he can pick a topic for us to talk about if he doesn't want to come on the show. But we hope he chooses to come on with us. So it's always fun to have um, n- uh, new guests come on to talk sports. And just I'm thankful that it was him and not my sister. Yes. Because she once again was in the running yeah. and she miraculously had North Carolina. And when I went to bed or just after I had gone to bed, my, it was... Um, right around halftime, my dad texted me, asked if I was sweating yet. Of course, I didn't see that till I woke up because the game starts at such a ridiculous hour. And when I woke up, I saw Kansas won and quickly looked to see that they were down by, like Justin mentioned, 15. At halftime, I think they were down as many as 16 at one point. Corinne was probably picking out her uh, topic already. Oh, she already knows her topic. She wants a part two of the um, hottest male athletes, which we did... I believe when I talked to her about it the day of the game last week was the six-year anniversary of that show. <laughs> so we avoided that, thankfully. We're not going to have to talk about that. Uh, but congratulations again to Andy. Thanks for participating to everyone. We had 59 brackets entered, which I think is our second most ever. One year we, we got into the 60s. Uh, this year we had 59 uh, I actually did rebound myself. My my personal bracket ended up finishing 10th because I had Kansas playing in the final, however, falling to Gonzaga. But I ended up winning the bracket challenge through the sandwich shop. 
So I'm happy about nice. that, that I climbed up. People were like, no way you won. You were doing awful. And you're like, I was doing awful at the beginning. But because I had Kansas going to the final, it just kept bumping up and I ended right. up winning. So I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I, uh, the last two times Kansas has won, which I believe was 2006 and this year, um, I had picked them both years. You were yeah. ride or die, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You you went the, strong with how, the Jayhawks. Oh, you know what? Chalk. No, no, wait. It it must not have been two thousand six. Um, it must have been a different year because so I saw them play in maybe the fall of two thousand nine or like the winter of two thousand nine. I'm trying to think, um, and I was like, after I saw them play, I was like, well. They're not going to win the national championship. It was December. I was like, they're good, but they're not that good. And they won. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I'm trying to look it up to see. Um, so 2006 was Florida. Okay. Then Joaquin Noah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I think it would have been like 2010 then probably, something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kansas, don't get me wrong. I, so I brought this up when they were playing Miami. Um. And like I said, I picked Kansas to win, but something just felt weird about picking Kansas because they are so deep into the, that Adidas scandal. Um, oh, right. And, and so was, and Miami's name has been floated around with that as well. But they've, Miami was kind of more on the fringe of that. Um, Kansas was Kansas right so, in well, there. When they won and it became their fourth national title, somebody goes, uh, that's just one fewer than the major violations they are currently being investigated for. <laughs> like, um, so like, and you know, I, all that stuff is, is weird because yes, they're are probably paying recruits to come there, but at the same time, like they still were the best team out there. Right. Um, I don't, we saw that game, you know, like it, Kansas played really well down the stretch of the season and good for them. Um, you know, and we'll kind of see how it goes, but my favorite, and this is not just college basketball. This is any sport is the, the talking head and the prognosticators that insist on putting the nail in the coffins of teams that have an entire half of gameplay to go, especially like our buddy, Paul Roberts likes to say, and then this is an NBA thing, but every team makes a run. Yeah. And uh, there was multiple times throughout the tournament. Not only did that happen, but right. Kansas did it. Right, right. Just if you've seen any of their games, so should like, we be surprised? It's one of those things where and going to another one of our our buddies, like Dustin Miller, brings this up with so a lot of times. Like you can tell sometimes when you get on these big spotlight games, how few people have actually watched that team's games like throughout the year. Like just on the things they'll say, you're like. No, like they clearly haven't seen them play a whole lot. You know what I right. mean? And I feel like Dustin's really good at pointing that out. But like, it's so true. Sometimes you can just tell, like, oh, they haven't seen this team play at all. Um, now, to be honest, in college basketball, I'm now. But the difference is, I don't go around claiming I've seen all the. You know, like, <laughs> right? Like yeah, speaking yeah. to it because, like, I don't know. Honestly, I I've probably watched less and less college basketball over the last few years. Um, and it's not that I don't like college basketball. It's just 
I don't know. No, I've definitely um, watched less and less. And and to be honest, it, I don't think it's because of this, but as the Sixers have gotten better, like I watched more of the Sixers, not that I'm a, like tuning in every night kind of thing for the Sixers because it's not that at all. But like I've watched more Sixers, you know, in the last few years than I've watched college basketball. And for a long time that there was no way that would have even right. No close, way that was you know true. I mean? Yeah. Now, to be fair, in college, we watched a lot of NBA basketball because LeBron was young and with the Cavs, and I lived with some like people from the Cleveland area. You right. Know? Like, Huge so that, deal. Huge right, deal. Right. So, you know, they used to go and see LeBron in high school like we would watch Lonnie in high school. You know, like one of those kind of things. Um, so, it was – it is cool um, – it, it it's just cool to kind of like see those big basketball moments as college because like the tournament. While I said I've watched less and less, I obviously tournament time you still get real excited and love to go right and uh, get all that stuff. So yeah, so great college tournament. I know this isn't what we were talking about, but um, I sent this to you earlier in the week that the women's NCAA championship. Yeah, huge, on, huge. When ESPN was the most watched ESPN game, college basketball game, men's or women's. Since like 2008 or something like that, which is oh my god, incredible! I just missed the extra point because I, I flicked, the, I, I missed the. Oh boy, oh I hope that doesn't come gosh. back to haunt us. Oh <laughs> oh gosh, it was bound to happen, right? Yeah, so um, great, great tournaments all around. Really cool to have um, the the women's fields have such a good such a big success with the ratings. I mean, we talked about that when we were doing Olympics coverage, the ratings for the women's hockey games were huge stratospheric numbers uh, for hockey, beating out NHL games, uh, beating out NBA games. So there's definitely um, an audience out there. But again, I feel like a lot of these now, I don't, I don't believe the, the women's basketball championship was during our show last Sunday, I believe. Yeah, it yeah, it was. It came on at eight o'clock. Time. Eight o'clock last Sunday. But we talked about the women's Olympic hockey. USA Canada started at eleven ten. Right, right. And that that the number for that was still huge. Yeah. So I uh, I really wish uh, I really wish they would have moved those start times to make it a little bit more acceptable. But. Again, thanks to everyone who joined the Bracket Challenge and played along with us. I hope everyone had fun. We always look forward to this time of year for that. Uh, we appreciate the support. Uh, but I think that probably... Oh, the controller issue again. That probably is the end of our college basketball talk uh, for the till next March, essentially. Um, we will talk, probably talk NBA off and on when we're on the show. The availability of us over the next few months is is kind of sparse uh, as we throw in Bulldog Hour and also have vacations and things like that. Uh, so we'll have to keep everyone updated as to how we're how we're handling our schedule. But we are going to be doing a full NFL preview. Don't worry about that. That'll be coming up uh, before you know it. But uh, Justin, was there any NFL news this week we wanted to touch on? Um, was the, how about was the Eagles trade of draft picks this week? Um, I think it was. was it at the beginning of the week. I think it was at the beginning of the week. So, okay. the Eagles moved around some draft picks. They traded, 
technically traded two of their first round picks this year for a first round this year and a first round next year. Um, so instead of picking like 15, 16 and 19 or something this year, they're 15 and 18. Um, and then they've got a first round next year and a second round in 2024. Yeah. Plus I think instead of having five picks in the top 100 this year, they have five picks in the top 101 or something like that. Like it, it, it's almost I mean it is one less first round pick this year. Right, but they will pick up one next year and and a second the year after that and like it like yeah, I I'm in favor of it. I know some people are like, "Oh, you know, here's the thing, like it's tough to use you, three you, first round picks because, well, because you'd the, have to pay them. Right, like, the, you the, you don't get to negotiate like dude. you'd have to pay three first round guys in four years or on three years You'd have to decide on fifth-year options for three guys, and then you'd have to pay those three guys. Like, it's tough. It does spread it out. It does give them some options next year. Um, I know there's some people who aren't convinced that they don't package the two first rounds this year to try and move up and get. Um, oh my god! Maybe the maybe the kid from Notre Dame, or uh, you know, like or the kid from Cincinnati, Desmond um, Ritter. No, no, no. Are you sorry, talking next year? No, secondary guys. Oh, secondary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so like the, the the cornerback or from Cincinnati is it that? Oh, Sauce, Sauce Gardner, right? Or yeah, I forget the kid from uh, Notre Dame is like Kyle Hamilton or something like that. Oh yeah, the I, safety. I, yeah, like you know, and I love those guys, but I kind of would like them to pick at fifteen and eighteen and just kind of take the best of what's available when we're at fifteen and eighteen. Um, but I, I like that they've added some. They they'll have two first round picks next year when they when it's a deeper quarterback class. You know, if if that's the case, like don't get me wrong, my ideal situation would be Jalen Hurts wraps up that job this year. You know, like right. that that so would be worry the it. best case scenario is Jalen Hurts makes more progress this year, and they're not in the market for a quarterback next year. That would be the ideal situation. It's the NFL and it's Howie Roseman, so who knows what's going to happen there? Like maybe they'll take someone this year, but quarterback factory. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Howie doesn't really ever publicly admit being wrong. Often he did say like he wish he hadn't said that, you know, like which is not that he doesn't think it's true. Right, but he's he just, like he, it, but but there's a difference. You, you can you can do it without saying. We've it. seen a lot of things over the last few weeks, months, years, decades, millennium. Of you can think that and say it to people you trust because they'll get it, but you probably shouldn't put that out there in public. Right, right. So, yeah, ideally, Jalen Hurts wraps the job up this year, and the Eagles can continue to use that draft capital to build around him. That would that would be incredible. Um. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm I'm not entirely confident that that's going to be how it works out, but I'm not. I don't think it's impossible either. Does that make sense? Like right. I, I. No, I'm with you. I, this I, year, I like the trade. I, I know a lot of Eagles fans were excited about three first round picks, but I just yeah. Think I, that's I, a, I don't know that I said it to you, but I I had said it to multiple people. Like there is no way how he was going to draft three guys within four picks in. 
Right. The, they were using it to round. trade up or trade down anyways. Right. Like, th- there was no way they were going to draft three guys in those three spots. Like, just wasn't going to happen. And no team would. Like, Here, Here's a question for you, since we don't have a ton to talk about. And I know we haven't gotten to the covering the NFL draft, and I don't know if we'll get to do that ahead of time, anyways. But is there a prospect out you you hope the Eagles get or would have wanted them to trade up for? Well, so here's the thing: I the things I've heard and seen about those two guys, Sauce is it Sauce Williams, Gardner, Sauce Gardner, and Kyle Hamilton, right? I think from Notre Dame. Yeah, it's Kyle Hamilton. Yep. Like they seem to be potentially like. Franchise guys. So so I look at it like this. Last year, and I knew the Eagles wouldn't get him because they were going to pick a wide receiver. And that worked out well. But um, Patrick Sertain going to Denver, and he was incredible this year. Should I go for two here or kick the I would just kick it. I would just kick it. Um, I won't mess it up this time. And there we go. What is going on with this thing? And you said last week that it wasn't the batteries, right? Right. I checked it. It was like half. The batteries were still half. Um, super annoying. But they uh, – so, like, I would I would love those guys, but I don't want to spend two firsts on them. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like the Eagles have enough needs and can build up a young core. Like and, – and here's where I don't – I don't know that it might it might be a stretch based on where I had seen him before, but like someone like Nakobe Dean, like a, a legit linebacker bringing in, um, I would love that. Right. They brought in a you know, uh, is it Kaiser White or something like that? Yeah. So like, I also look at Eagles; they just don't value that position. So to bring in a free agent and draft someone there, I find that unlikely right um but i think that would be really good like um i know this sounds crazy because they were kind of in place but and honestly they've got some young guys there who are still working their way in but you can never have enough offensive linemen so if someone's there but i'd rather get like defensive help either pass rusher and a linebacker or secondary and a linebacker um, in the, with those two picks, I'd be perfectly fine with that. And they don't have to be like trendy picks, you know, like, but guys that can contribute this year. And, you know, if you, you need your first round guys to be basically pro bowl guys, right? You, you like, need them to perform immediately. Right. That you have to hit on those. Um, so um, before we continue NFL talk, I do want to uh, mention the people that are watching, listening to us live, uh, including our bracket winner, Andy, and um, the bracket loser, Corinne. Um, no Hottest Athletes Part 2 from her, but apparently she's given Andy ideas. So this is all bad for us, I, no yeah, matter I what. Not, I do not like how this is going. I also do want to bring up and point out that I did mention every time on this show, I feel like, and when I shared this, that... The topic has to have an approval of both right. Justin and I. I feel like so. I feel like if the topic isn't isn't where we want it, then we disqualify Andy based on Jacob's uh, bracket name. Right? Uh, like yeah, that, exactly. Here's exactly something nice that, to begin with. How that works? Um, it's, there's a there's a, a relationship, a correlation there that could have him be disqualified. However, I'm not sure there could be things that would be much funnier than Andy joining us for a show where Corinne picked the topic. Like, I feel like 
I feel like it would add to the comedic value. So, yeah, because we could take the angle like we did last time, where we talk about their athletic prowess. However, he so, would have to comment right. about their physical appearance. So, so also, be careful what you wish for, Andy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So also, just as the reaction, I did not stay up for the end of the game last week. I when I woke up, actually, Jamie told me in the middle of the night. She's like. Uh, Kansas won. You won the you won the bracket thing, which we knew. Like if Kansas won, which she probably win. said with a lot of disdain. But I then mean, in the I morning, imagine. oh, she absolutely did. And then in the morning, when she like looked at it more closely, she was like, "What? Andy jumped me too!" Like she was not pleased about that. <laughs> oh, which, this is really annoying. Which you know, that's just that's how it goes when when you're when you're good at picking, like Andy and I are. Like that's, that's well, just how that it goes. that might have been a bad idea. Now I can't get it to turn on at all. It went from annoying to worse. <laughs> yeah. So I actually think I might have batteries back there, or I gotta go upstairs and throw a big wrench into this production here. Oh gosh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of like what the Eagles did. Um, I, I know some people kind of picked Nakobe. I had seen Nakobe D. Oh God, I'm messing, wrecking everything. <laughs> it's that spot. Oh God. It's that spot. Oh, that's that's what I do when I'm in that area. Um, I had seen people pick Nicobe Dean like kind of in the 20s range, you know, like the, the basically the playoff teams, um, which is where the Eagles were. But um, oh, that's right, they were. Yeah, that's right, they were a playoff team. All right, that, that's right. That seems to have solved it for now. Um, so like we'll see, but. You know, I just feel like if there's any fireman from Canada, that's who how he's going to go with. So you would never let Danny Watkins live that down, huh? I, listen, I will let Danny Watkins live it down. I have nothing against Danny Watkins. Oh, for, he seems me. to be a stand-up guy. I mean, he's he's a he's a fireman, right? He's a public servant. Like I, I'm all for Danny Watkins. I'm not for drafting him in the first round. <laughs> no, that was the mistake. But you're saying that now I say that arguably the Eagles well, second best lineman is the rugby player who never played football, you know, like, and they just turned him into a, a great tackle. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we'll see. Um, I don't, Eagles are an interesting team just because like, while I obviously want them to be really good, um, I'm not sure that there's anything they could do prior to the season that would have me think that they're going to win the East. Does that make sense? Like, I still think Dallas has to be favored to win the East. Oh, great. Um, So not only are we down our running back, now our quarterback is injured. Well, the good news is there's only two minutes left. Right. Yeah, but what's the injury for long term? Well, that's hopefully not even a problem for future (laughs) Joey and Justin. (laughs) But... Yeah, that cool wide receiver could have blocked. I don't know that there's any other like NFL news though. Yeah, I feel like it was for the first time in five six weeks it was quiet. Yeah, they were. I mean, unfortunately, we had the tragedy. Oh of yeah, Dwayne Haskins passing away. Yeah, that was which, awful. that was abrupt and out of nowhere, um, and not any news anyone ever wants to uh, be told at right. any point uh, for someone that young. It's just awful. Just awful. Yeah. yeah, that's terrible. 
All right. So it's not a long-term injury for okay. our quarterback. It's uh, just a bruised shoulder. He's He could have played the rest of the game, but why? what's the point? Yeah. So we're going to finish this game strong, hopefully, and come back in our next game. And I don't know if our next game is against FIU or not, but hopefully, I think it is, hopefully I think FIU it, has lost. I so think that that's our rivalry. We here. could beat them in the conference. We could beat them to go to the conference championship game. Uh, if they didn't lose, us beating them, I don't think makes any difference. Whoa, that guy just got blown up. Hey, you're losing 20 to nothing and celebrating a tackle. That's what, one of my biggest I mean, pet peeves. It, that, and, it adds to the rea- like the realism. Well, no, the realism the is there because <laughs> yes. people do that all the time. It's like, you are losing. Why are you celebrating what essentially is a meaningful tackle? And it happens at all levels. Unfortunately, it's trickled down at the high school. I'm just like, what are you celebrating? You're losing. You are losing. Oh, just <laughs> awful. Just awful. Um, not really anything interesting in hockey to talk about, at least from a Flyers perspective. Um, NBA, the Sixers, are they playing right now? They are, but they sat the big guys tonight. It didn't yeah. matter, I don't think. No, it doesn't. So. And technically... If Luka Doncic scored 167 points tonight, he would win the scoring title. Oh. However, Embiid became the first, um, the first center, center since yeah. Shaq 22 years ago to win the scoring title, and only the th- fourth since fourth, 1980. Fourth, yeah, in the last it. 40 plus years, and I think only the fourth player to ever have, um, like, f- or the number of 40.10. Uh, rebound games, and it's just absolutely amazing season. But don't worry, um, he's not the MVP. He's not going to win MVP. Uh, um, the guy in Denver is going to win it, a joker. And that, like, he's very good, but I I don't believe it. I think they're going to lose in the first round, the Nuggets, that is. And I, I this is my hope. I hope that like becomes now here's the thing they don't announce it right away but i hope it becomes this rallying cry and like the the nuggets go out in the first round and the sixers are there in the nba finals and they announce that they you know that mb doesn't get it but he's on this tear and wins finals mvp yeah there like, you go can you imagine how awesome that would be like just That's one way to make up for it right but he's the best center in the league and um yeah so uh just hopefully they can make a good run here in the playoffs. Um, so it's gonna be do we know their first round opponent? Uh, Toronto. It is for sure. Yeah, I believe so, it's going to be Toronto. Okay. So what's going on with Matisse? Uh, so the Sixers are home for the first two for games. The first two games. So they'll have, but Matisse Thybul won't be able to play. In uh, is it? Not, do they do two three two or they two two? I think they go two two one 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 now. I think. Okay. But he won't be allowed to even go. Like, it's not like you can't play. Like, he can't go into the country. <laughs> um, oh, so my gosh. You got basically, like, this is one of those you can't split those first. You need to win those first two games. So, is are the Sixers the four? They're the four. Now, they're the four, but the top four teams were all within two and a half games of each other. But I was like, going to say, I'm yeah, it's surprised that they didn't make it up into the two or the well, three. Well, they, they could have been the three today if they win and Boston lost, but, like, they just rested the guys because it doesn't. And well, and here, here you go. 
being the four, in theory, you could avoid you could avoid the Bucks and the Nets until the finals, potentially. Or to well, the conference finals. Isn't Brooklyn in the play in round? They are, but they're gonna be the seven. So they If they win. Right. If they <laughs> Right. So if they win their first one, they would be on that side. If they lose, then they would they still have another shot because the way the play in works. Oh, so the right. seven plays eight. Winner is in as the seven. Loser of that game plays the winner of the nine ten. And the winner of that. All uh, right, that's how that works. So the winner of that game three basically be- becomes the eight seed. Now, my ideal situation would be for the Cavs to beat the Nets and then the Nets to lose to like the Hornets or someone, whoever, you know, like right. in that eight, and that are just done. That's not going to happen. The Nets are not going to lose two win or go home games. Well, I guess they wouldn't technically be win or go home, but they aren't going to lose two games in a row like that. Um, How great would it be if they did? Oh, my gosh. That would be fantastic. And even if they lost and then won, so if they lose to the Cavs is who they're going to play in that 7-8 game, then they would probably win that next game. But then they have to play the Heat, who are the one seed. And, like, okay, so just picture Jimmy Butler giving Ben Simmons a hard time the entire time. You know, like that whole series. Is Ben Simmons even going to play? Well, so supposedly he may be available for the first round. Not the play-ins, but the first round. Can you imagine, though, if he comes back and doesn't play well? Or if he doesn't come back and they're out like because he doesn't play in the playing games? <sighs> Just rough. Just rough all around. Yeah, I mean, he brought it all on, on himself. Hate to see so. it. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, so be interesting. I mean, the Sixers is one of those where, look, if, you, if you're a legit team, you can't. It shouldn't matter, right? Like, right. You, you got to win your games. You're gonna have to be good teams you're, to win the championship. Right, you're gonna have to be good teams to make it. Um, honestly, like, I feel like this team could make the NBA Finals. They could they, also lose in the if, second if round. They, they could lose in the first round if they God. made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I would say that's about where I'd put them right now. You know, like right now, I feel like the Bucks and Nets are probably both better than the Sixers. Like at this moment. Um. So, you think they're better than the Heat? I think they are better than the Heat. I don't know that they would do it over seven games, but I think they are better than the Heat. Um. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, we'll see. So this is our senior night. It's our rival game against FIU. We're ranked fifteenth. They're ranked sixteenth. I think if we beat them, we'll go to the conference championship oh game. I think they have a loss now. Maybe it wasn't in the, maybe it wasn't in conference play, and this maybe this doesn't matter. I don't know. Well, whatever. We got to beat them anyway. Yeah. Right? So this one's for it all. Our running back and quarterback are back. I definitely am not running as well with him this year. I think I was almost at 2,000 yards last year. Now we played what? How many games did we play? 15? I think so. I think we played 14, right? 14? We're 12 and 2? Well, no, last year we were 13 and 1 or 14 and 1, right? Yeah. Um. All right, so do we want to move on to baseball then? 
Yeah, let's talk baseball. So All right. So we got uh, opening opening day, opening night, opening right. week. Phillies had a series in. Phillies had a tough one today. However, <sighs> they started out two and one. You know, win the series against the A's. Uh, bats were alive the first two days. Today they were not so much. Today was not a great weather day. You know, just cold and windy. But, um, and I know this all sound crazy, but they hit the ball hard today a few times. Um, and it just was right at guys and things like that. And that's going to happen. Um, but it's it's been good to see guys hitting the ball. It's been good to see them just seemingly having a lot of fun the first few games. So, Yeah, the first two games were a lot of fun. They looked good offensively, then gave up some runs, but were able to, uh, to fight their way to a, a win in the, the first game. Then the... Second game, um, not as successful on offense, but better pitching all around to win, what was it, 4-2? Yes. But then today, um, despite a good first start from Zach Eflin, uh, he went four innings, didn't give him any runs. They, I mean, I, I don't, giving up four runs over, what, five innings isn't, I mean, it's not great, but it's not the worst thing. Your offense got to perform, and they didn't perform today. No, they didn't. But like you said, they hit the ball, but it was right at people. They, they they were making contact, but it wasn't finding gaps or holes in the defense. Right, right. So, I mean, but, you know, as much as I wanted to sweep a team like Oakland, who was probably a bottom five team in the majors. Right. They got off to the start they needed to because it could have been way worse. If you were looking at an 0-3 hole, like, how awful would that be? Yeah, it would be real bad. To, to start the season right. with Or even 1-2. You know, you go 1-2. And you look at it, our top pitcher isn't back yet, you know. Um, so I, I, I was pleased with the two out of three. We talk about that win series. Um, you'll see a lot more. I'd love for them to win the series against the Mets. They win the series against the Mets, man. I'm gonna start to get real excited. But right, I've been so excited about um, baseball just being back. All right, let's. Uh change this here yeah baseball's back thankfully uh worked out well huge weekend great introduction from the new phillies guys uh, yeah, schwarber yeah. led off the first game with a home run castellanos had a home run yesterday great out- outings by nola gibson and efflin we haven't even gotten to see wheeler yet so i'm um, hopefully uh the starting pitching and the offense is enough for this team to win 85 to 90 games. That's, that's just, and I both kind of laid that out last week. We were hopeful that the Phillies would be pushing for that wild card. One of the wild card spots. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. I went on the record this week with a friend of mine. Um, he, he had posted his predictions and, my prediction was Dodgers over White Sox in the World Series. Over White Sox, okay. Yeah, so um, it's just kind of how I think that's going to unfold. But um, it's not really going out on a limb. The White Sox should be pretty good, and their division isn't necessarily all that strong. So um, the Twins could be all right, but the Guardians are not going to be good. Not good. Huh? Um, and the Royals won't be good. Although the Royals have um, that 
that Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, who has made some crazy plays already. Um, I don't know if you saw, but yesterday he made a diving stop towards the line. He's at third base. And then from his knee, throws home and guns the guy out at home. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Heck of a play. Um, And he had a big hit in the opener and just, you know, stuff like that's awesome. You know, like, man, Kansas City's got to be excited. You know, you have some young stars in football and some young stars in baseball, even though the team in baseball isn't all that good. Um, But, yeah, so I'm just excited that baseball's back. Yep. Um, Yeah, it's fun. I don't know if you saw um, Shohei Otani today hit a ball. I think the exit velocity was 118 or 119. Oh, my gosh. The hardest hit ball by a left-hander ever recorded. Um, oh, my Now, God. again, they haven't – exit velocity has only been measured. Like, question play <laughs> Guards were terrible. <laughs> they had blown off the ball like that. That was pathetic. All right, let's see. Let's just get a stop. <sighs> That's frustrating. That is frustrating. Shouldn't be hard to get one yard. So Shohei putting on a show again. I'm glad. I, oh man! I'm glad it's starting out strong for him because my 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 fear was that I didn't want him to become like a one year wonder. Right. Like I didn't want. Right. I wanted this to continue because it's so fun. It's so interesting. It's such right. a great storyline. Well, and I was I was listening to this podcast last week, and they're talking about the effect that this may have. Like if he can do it again this year, like oh my gosh, the effect this could have. You could start seeing guys like try to do try and do what he does um it and maybe not to the extent but like because of the universal dh there's more i see guys that if they can hit like let them hit you know um we'll see how that plays out but um it'll just be interesting and it's fun to watch and my man my son he loves shohei um so yeah, I uh and I I think that's cool. Like I love that he gets into like players, you know, around the league. Like he he loves um he loves Reese Hoskins. Um he's also a big Didi Gregorius fan. Didi. Yeah. Like so it's just like but like I like that. I love that he gets into it and likes specific players and a lot of times I like those players too. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is fun. I, I thought it was uh, amusing to me when you texted me. What was that Friday night? You were at the Reading Phillies opener. Yes, yes. And you were there with Wilson Youth Baseball, and you yeah. said you were sitting near or in front of the parents so, of so Anthony Volpe. I, I, I asked them that. And they're they're not. They kind of like alluded to they know him, but they're not. Okay, they weren't his family. So but like, like they family were friends or something very like vocal, that. and they like knew him and like knew everyone on the team. It seemed like yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I said immediately, I was like, I know that name. Right. And I know that name from, right. from trading cards. And I immediately looked it up on eBay and I sent you one of I his know, autographed know. cards. That was Now, nah, it was a buy it now, so it doesn't mean it's sold for that. But they were asking $80,000. Yes, 80 k You did not well, miss here. And I looked up too, and one of the, artic- the first article that pops up is, uh, you know, the Yankees didn't sign a free agent shortstop this year because this kid's going to be the next guy and you're like oh man shortstop for the yankees that it's pretty pretty big deal yeah yeah pretty big deal so 
Uh, how did how did I know the Phillies lost? Yeah, they got one hit. Um, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> how did Volpe do? <laughs> uh, he did really well. He did really well. Yeah. Yeah. The the Phillies farm system's not in a great in great shape uh, at the moment. Which is why I'm glad that they're not trading for like big guys right now because you can't deplete it more. You know, you have to build it back up. Right. So, yeah, exciting for baseball to be back. Uh, high hopes for the Phillies. I'm not saying, like, it's like World Series or bust or anything, but just, like, let's have a good year. Let's have a fun year. Let's make the playoffs. Let's build build for the future and maybe in the offseason do something to strengthen whatever our deficiencies are. Exactly. And I, I feel like there's – to just go back to it, there's more urgency with the Sixers, but, like, I don't necessarily know that they're – a championship team this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like be better than last year and then adjust some of the things that you need to, the the pieces, um, the role players and things moving forward. And like, I, you've got some pieces, you have Harden and you have Embiid and you have Tyrese Maxey, you know, like man, Maxey. So here you go. This is a crazy stat. And I think I might've sent it to you earlier this week. Last year for qualifying players, so basically players that shot at least a hundred three oh, point yeah, attempts, you did. Yeah. He ranked two hundred and sixty fourth or two hundred forty six, something like that, in the league. All right. This year, out of qualifying players, he ranked like fourth, right. like in what shooting a percentage. Huge improvement. Insane, insane. Like, well, against the Pacers on Tuesday, he made more threes in the first half than Ben Simmons made in his career. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Now, the Sixers did set a uh, franchise record with 23 made three-pointers in that game. Wow. But he had seven in the first half. Man, you love to see that. Yes. Man, just. I will take that. Another stud from Kentucky, man. We'll we'll take him. Got a couple of those. (laughs) All right. Roll over for that first down. That's right. Um, But, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for baseball. Again. I'm here for all the drama between the Nationals and the Mets. Yep, um, sure. You know, keep, I, that was going to be my next. Keep next hitting guys. Thing. That's fine. Like, let's just get people ejected, have right. them thrown out. Right. If you could have them suspended for when they play the Phillies, that would be even better. Um, I'm, I'm all for. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not going to cheer an injury, but no, no, no. it's obviously Did not a see? bad thing for the Phillies that Degrom is not right ready for them to go. Right. Did you see um, who's the the slugger for them? Um, Alonzo. Yeah, he got hit in the face. Oh, did he? Like Harper last year? Yeah, like bloody lip. He stayed in the game, though, I think. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, And then Lindor got hit in the head, too. Like, they they hit five guys this weekend. They hit five guys get hit, including two in the head. Jeez. Um, Now, someone got hit yesterday. It was a curveball, and, like, you could tell. Like, and and to his credit, Buck Showalter, who's a baseball lifer, yeah. Um, he said, he's like, look, we know that wasn't, that you know, was just, a that slip. was just a curveball that didn't break, you know, like you could tell cause it's that looping kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, I, I kind of, it's tough because like as a pitcher, like you got to throw the high fastball, you know what I mean? Yep. You got to, uh... but at the same time, like, I feel like there, it's not wrong to feel like there is some kind of responsibility if you can't, if you can't do that. Oh, what a catch. Osmane pool. If you can't 
control that pitch, you can't throw that pitch. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, like, no, you're right. Because it's not like you're just missing. You're missing in somebody's head. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, so, but, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just excited it's back. <laughs> I thought I was getting in. I thought you, you had it, lit yeah. up. But, yeah, so, Man, it'll be interesting to see what the Phillies can do against the Mets, though. The yeah. Mets, what, took four first games against, they went 4-0 against the Nationals, I think. Did the Mets be, sweep them? I think so. Now, the Nationals aren't supposed to be very good. No, but still, 4-0. Right. Without their top guys, their top pitcher. Hey, that's fine. I'd rather the Mets start off strong and fizzle like they have been. That would be like, the best. I'm can okay you imagine if, if the Phillies did like the The D07 again? Oh, my gosh. That was incredible. You know, when that happened 15 years ago, Justin? Oh, my gosh. Well, I was reading the article about just, like, the different – how it was a different feel this year on opening day at uh, at Citizens Bank Park, and it just talked about how, like, when the park opened 17 years ago, I was like, oh. (laughs) Right, I remember going that first year. Well, so here you go, like – well, it's even, isn't it 18? Didn't it open in 04? It, it may have. Um, but there's all this stuff, too. Well, like, I was got on the topic with that as well. Um, it's the 30th anniversary for uh, Camden Yards this year. Yeah, and I'm like, that makes me, like, I remember when Camden Yards was the new stadium, you know? like it was the thing. Was that just a few years after or before the Iron Man streak? Yes, because remember they would have the uh, they would have the on numbers, the, the counter. Right. Yeah. Yep. That was really oh, cool. you've got to be kidding me! I was in prevent defense, and they complete the hail mary. No, nope. my dad says you you know what happens when you play prevent defense. Yes, except it wasn't like with lots of time left. It was just oh my gosh. On the last play of the half? Yeah, 80-yard touchdown. And they get the ball back. Yeah, 80-yard touchdown. I should just one sides it. What's the worst thing that could happen? The Sixers won. Did they? Yeah, 118-106. Hey, what's the Boston score? I will check. Because if Boston loses, they're playing Memphis. But Memphis, I don't think, has anything to gain. I think Memphis is locked in as the two-seed in the West. The 76ers end the regular season with a 118-106 win over the Pistons. 25 points for Paul Reed. On to the playoffs. Hey, Paul Reed has earned himself back into that playoff rotation, in my opinion. He played really well last night, Buddy Paul Roberts. Who'd you say the Celtics are playing? Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Celtics Grizzlies. Celtics are up by 24 with three minutes to Uh play. So we will be that four then. That's all right. If they would have lost and we won, I think we would have jumped – to, to the, the three. To the three. All right, we need to stop. Come on. I'm looking forward to some nicer weather here this week, Justin. So I'm kind of split. I know this sounds ridiculous. Like, yes, I want nicer weather. <laughs> I want nicer weather. Talk about user big hit. But however, like, 
I'm kind of okay. Like from a school standpoint, I'm okay with it being cool and dreary. <laughs> like, because as soon as that weather gets nice, man. Oh, you it, lose, you lose the tension. It is. It's tough, huh? Like it's exactly what you would oh. imagine. I love that thrown th- forward three yards tackle. That, that was great. Uh, As yeah. opposed to take his head off tackle right, the, yeah. the play before. All right, come on. But no, I, I yes, I, I would agree. I am, I am. Re- what the heck? I'm ready for nicer weather. This well, I saw like a lot of Southeast PA got a month's worth of rain this week. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty, and it wasn't like it all in like one week, big storm sure. or anything like, but it was just not pleasant. No, it it was it was bad, and I know the spring sports, the high school sports are, uh, especially baseball, softball. Yeah, well, and then you mix it in, struggling like, to play games. Started getting some random like, like rolling, not rolling thunder, but we got some thunder on what was that Thursday? Thursday, yeah, yeah, like so, which was odd because it wasn't like warm you know like it i mean i'm i understand how it works there had to be some some difference go. in air you know around there somewhere but um well we can turn this into a atmospheric dynamics uh discussion if that's the direction we want to go so you're gonna have to carry the show more <laughs> more than you normally do uh, you're gonna have to give me time. a second to get kelly down here because you're gonna want her to 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 discuss those topics uh, more in depth than, than I, especially as I'm distracted watching this game and trying to come up with uh, other discussion topics while we while we finish this game. All right. We're, uh, I mean, baseball, I'm happy it's back. Hockey is kind of an, in a no man's land with us because if it's not the Flyers, I just, I don't have the same interest as I did growing up. Um, this is not good. Basketball, we talked, we said our, our, our piece with both college and pro. Um, well, we can, I mean, you can try to talk masters, but I'm not a golf guy, so okay. I can't, I can't contribute much, but if you want to talk masters, you feel free to, to do that. Yeah. So, um, Scotty Scheffler won. He was um, leading. Did he lead wire to wire? Um, I think he, um, I'm not sure he was in the lead after day one. Okay. He he had a good day one, but I don't know that he was in the lead after day one. He, American. He may have been. So he's an American. Yeah, and under 25. I think only the third or fourth guy under 25 to win the Masters. Um, and so coming into today, or actually coming into yesterday, there had only ever been six guys who had led by five strokes going in after 36 holes, so after two days. The last five have all won the tournament, and the last one who didn't was in 1936. Oh, my god! So talk about some pressure. And, man, starting with – like, so things got to, off to a later start on Thursday morning because of some rain and storms that went through. And then the weather was nice, but as the greens dried out and then the wind came through, and the wind pretty much stuck around. It was cold and windy, and – it, you didn't see like the runaway scores pretty much other than Scheffler. Now, Rory McElroy put up a, I think he shot a 64 today. He He's might have been, 64. Like, yeah, I did see that. But like he played mediocre at best the rest of the tournament. So like he was still a top five finisher. 
But like, if, yeah, if he would if he had one other good day, he would have been right there. But right. he was kind of middle of the pack for most of the tournament, and then lit it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it was cool. I'm not gonna lie, like I tuned in those first couple of days to see Tiger, man, like. 14 months removed from almost losing his life and his leg. Um, just insane like to walk that course and do that. You could see him hobbling. like, But, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. But um, didn't really have it and shot like six over yesterday and today, I think. Yeah, he um, faded. But, but he started off strong. But this is the first tournament back. Like, he hadn't played. Um, so... It was just good to see him out there. Um, and, man, it was – I would love to go to the Masters. I would I would absolutely love it. My in-laws went um, a number of years ago now. Um, and my mother – like, it doesn't surprise me at all. My father-in-law has worked some of the U.S. Opens and stuff like that. Like, so he is – golf is his thing, right? Yep. So that's not at, at all a surprise. But for my mother-in-law, that's not necessarily her her thing. Um, but she even enjoyed – she really enjoyed the Masters. She's like, it's just so different. Like, it's – like, y- you hear all those people talk about how, like, oh, it's just so crazy. You walk – you get onto the grounds and it's just so crazy. And she's like, it, it really is. It just – it is that crazy. So, um, yeah, it would be really cool to go sometime, but – um, but man, like I, I kind of feel like if I were to ever go, it would be like this year where it ends up being cold and windy, you know, like right. like where it's beautiful. <laughs> but hey, I'd take it. Yeah, yeah it'd, I, it'd be, it'd be really I'm cool. not a golf guy at all, but that's definitely something that I would be interested. in. Right, too, like that's one like, of those things where like it's just so. Well, it's like same it, thing like. Like the Daytona 500, right. the Indianapolis 500. I have 500. no interest. I shouldn't say I have no interest. I have very minimal interest in like the actual on. like race. But like I would love to just experience those just because like right. they're experiential like things, you know. They're um, big deals. Right. So it will be cool to go to. Get in the end zone. Wasting time. And that Hail Mary is going to kill us. What are you doing? (sighs) (laughs) Wasting time. Touchdown, baby. Go for two. <laughs> we'll go for two, then get the safety, and it's a tie game. Right. All and right. Then, we need to and then on the free kick, we turn it into the field goal and we win. <laughs> All right. Time for a stop. Time for a stop. Turnover would be great. Yeah. Now I got to carry this conversation. I'm I'm running low. Bottom of the barrel here. Um, Oh, I thought he was running it out. <laughs> I thought he was running it out. So, yeah, where do we want to go here? 
Let's see. All right, here we go. We need to stop. Come on. We need to stop. That's why you you focus on the stop. So Penn State picked up a quarterback, another quarterback recruit, uh, four star four star quarterback Marcus Stokes. So I I don't know if Penn State will be in the market for another quarterback in the class of twenty twenty three after taking two last year and five star Drew Lar and three star semi local product Bo Pribula. Uh but. It seems like Yursich is a great recruiter. I, I hope he can show this year that he's a great offensive mind like he has at other places because uh, we didn't see it much last year. Do you want me to take year. a timeout here? Sure. You just got to stop him now. I know. <laughs> but Well, and I saw somebody saying, they're like, look, I'm not saying this guy is Drew Alar, but they're like, it, he could they, shoot they, up they to feel a like star. it's one of those where he, he got in early. What the heck? Things the computer does that no coach would do. Throw it on third and eight from their side of the field with under two minutes to play. Well, that's why we should just turn it all over to AI anyway. But Penn State's recruiting class overall is number one in the Big Ten, I think number five in the nation for 2023. Penn State had gone two months without a 2023 commit, but, I mean, it's super early. Those guys don't – nice. Those guys won't sign until at the earliest December. Some of them could linger into February. But Penn State's shaping up to have another good recruiting class, and if they want to keep that momentum, they need to have a good season. It it shapes up that they – they can do that because I don't. People don't think Auburn's going to be that strong this year, so hopefully oh, well, that. They, oh, they downed it. What did they do? They downed it. They downed it. Yeah. Okay. We don't have any timeouts. But... All right. Well, here we go. Fifty-five seconds. Well, and it's going to be like twenty. Oh. I need to put Cam Jones back there at kick returner. Yeah. But Penn State starts the season on Thursday night at Purdue. Yes. So they got to win that game. Yes. That essentially was part of the trade that got, what was it, Joe Buck to go to. Uh, yes. Away from Fox. Like yeah, Penn State and somehow ended up in. To ESPN that Fox got that game. Right now, the good news is we only need a field goal. The bad news is we have no timeouts. Right. 20 seconds left. Right. We've got a rough. This is this is rough. This isn't a great position for my uh, <laughs> slow plotting two and a half yards. This, in a, this isn't really our style. Oh, good. That's exactly <laughs> what we needed. Uh, Hurry up. I feel like the field goal is off the table. <laughs> you think? <laughs> of course. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, in true Penn State fashion, we've had a letdown year. 
<laughs> I just can't believe that they got a Hail Mary right before right. half. Right. That's the second time that's happened in and this I, season. I had like four guys there. Like I Oh, frustrating. Yeah, we are certainly are going the way of Penn State this last year. Start, we we started 6 and 0 and now we're 3 and 3 in the, the last six. But yeah, so I mean I I really have no idea what to expect from Penn State. The expectations being low. I, I, I always feel like from, that from the outside the they're low. Inside there's always pressure, but out externally, like they're lower. Hey, you know what? Like they're gonna play enough good teams where they can win themselves into position. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I'm not worried about that, but I mean it, yeah, it's it's all on them. I I don't. I can't say I know for sure how much some of the big teams have coming back, but Ohio State's always going to be up there. Is Michigan yeah. back completely? I don't know. We'll see. It's still weird to me that Jim Harbaugh was flirting with leaving after the year that. Well, and <laughs> they've have a lot of turnover there too. So, um, Josh Gaddis left, didn't he? Did he leave? I, if he did, I did not know that. So maybe he didn't. But I know there was there was some talk of him potentially leaving. So maybe that's what it was because it didn't go when when Harbaugh was looking to leave. I guess Michigan didn't even really consider like Gaddis as like you're an right. Option. He did. He's the offensive coordinator yeah. at Miami. Yeah, I thought he left. Yep, because he was kind of left in the dark. I think by Harbaugh and the university on that whole thing. So like he just kind of was like, well, enough of this. Um. So, like I. I don't think they can replicate it. You know what I mean? Like they're they're going to be good, but like I don't think they'll be able to replicate what they did this past year, right? Um, which was be good when Penn State and Ohio State aren't. Like I don't think they'll be able to get that that lucky again. No, and I, I guess the, the team that interests me the most is Michigan State. Are they going to be able to perform? Yeah, we'll see. And there, that's another interesting one because they did it almost, with almost all transfers last year, right? Like, um, and especially the running back. He yeah. was the biggest one. He right. he was uh, such. I a think huge they, they might have them. had like twenty transfers last year. They had a ton. Right? Are they going to able to maintain? Right. That and and what's going to happen out west? Like, who's going to be the team to beat? Is it going to be Wisconsin? Is it going to be Iowa? It's going to be uh, Wisconsin. It, and Iowa could, are going to be. There. Could Minnesota surprise? No, no. <laughs> the the Minnesota still bothers me. From was that now almost three years ago, two and a half yeah. years ago? Yep. That because that kind of ended like Penn State's run in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, before the forgettable year of twenty 2020. twenty and twenty twenty one was shaping up to be like you know something that we thought was going to be fun and enjoyable, and then until that injury. The, yeah, the Clifford injury at Iowa. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm obviously it's early April and we're talking but, man, like ready they, for football. If they if they could win at Purdue and then go to Auburn and win, well, sandwich with the there's a home game in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but they could like start out with that. That would be really good. You know, like I that would be really exciting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at quarterback, man. Like I know Clifford's back, and it, it's hard just with that experience to beat to beat that out. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yep. It, it, um, they have to be able to run the ball better this year. Oh, they absolutely. They were the worst team. We talked about this last year. They were the worst team in yards after contact. Right. 
Well, and I love seeing like a lot of the 2023 recruits, like our linemen, like they've got a few big time linemen coming in. Um, but um, yeah, they do. I like some of the pieces. I don't know if he's gone anywhere, but I know that that stud defensive lineman from West Virginia that's looking to transfer had gone up to Penn State to for, to visit. Uh, that would be a huge transfer get, like Arnold Abakati was last year uh, for Penn State. You know, like be able to get someone like that to step in would be really cool. We're going back to the Hawaii Bowl. Justin playing New Mexico State. There are worse places to go on Christmas Eve. Yeah, we were four and zero out of conference, including a win over Georgia. We were five and three in Conference USA. Well, Conference USA, man, that's the place to be. (laughs) It is. It is. It's the place to be. All right. So, well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, Thanks everyone for uh, for tuning in, watching, and listening, whether it's live or after the fact. Obviously, Justin, I wish we could have performed a little bit better here uh, of late. Um, it's Florida we, Atlantic fire us. We, yeah, right. Um, we have one game left since we don't have the conference championship to play in. We only have the bowl game, which I just said we're playing in the Hawaii Bowl for the second time in three years. I don't know when we're going to get to do that. Our schedule is in flux and could be changing. Um, so you just have to stay tuned to our uh, – social media accounts and just see when our next show is going to be. We're supposed to have a show, nothing next week, two weeks is supposed to be bulldog hour. And then the following Thursday. So not quite three weeks from now is the first round of the NFL draft. And we are going to do that live. The first round things could be changing and shifting with bulldog hour and with the draft coverage. So again, just pay attention to the Joe Mays and JR show social, social media, or go to the website, jmnjrradio.com and all the info will be on there for you. Uh, any any last things to say? Any shout-outs or anything like that, Justin, you want to mention before we get out of here? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to say uh, happy belated birthday to Jack Hill, celebrating a few days ago. Oh, uh, and Austin's will be before yeah, we come back. Yeah, I was going to say happy yeah. early birthday to your son, Austin, celebrating in the, in the next few weeks. And I do want to say um, good luck to my brother-in-law, Jason, who's going in for uh, – uh, a surgery tomorrow and uh, just uh, wish him well and hope everything goes well and we'll be uh, thinking of him and uh, yeah I think that think that oh a uh, happy happy birthday to my cousin Matt had a birthday uh, yesterday so um, hope everyone had a fantastic Palm Sunday and hope everyone has a great week this coming week again we're not around next Sunday we'll be celebrating Easter with our families but we will be back again with a couple shows this show and Bulldog Hour before the end of April. So I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap show brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. 
The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Home to other productions, such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs>